How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to Gresham Fourier on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of Gresham Fourier on WEEI. We play next Sunday back here at home, guys. Yeah. So look, we got the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock back at Ford Field because you got earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. All right, that's outstanding work. I got two game balls. All right, number one, listen, when you, when you come in three years ago, like me and this guy did, and you had a vision and you start working together and you've got an idea how you want to build it and the type of players you're looking for and how you want to go top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, and you're in lockstep. You're in f***ing lockstep. I'm telling you guys, it's a shitty business. It ain't always perfect, but we, but we do a pretty good job. Baby. Right. But without this f***ing guy right here, man, Brad Holmes. Yeah, we're trying to do Eminem on karaoke. No? Nobody? Have tried it? Have you? Effort it? No? No. no. Maybe not this one in particular. It's the ultimate test. It's the ultimate test. Anyway, speak of the ultimate test, this is not the ultimate test. This is easy. This is like stealing. Turn on the the electricity. Let's talk some Patriots. Let's talk about chaos. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mike Cadillac, Joe Braden, behind the glass. This is the Gresham Fourier Show. And that was Dan Campbell uh, talking about Brad Holmes. Also, a preview of four years from now, Gerard Mayo talking about Elliot Wolf. Some kid who's in high school right now. <laughs> I don't know. Elliot Wolf. Do you really think that? Do you uh, really think that? It feels like that's going to be the case. It feels like they're just going <laughs> to, whether they give the, no, the, the Crafts have never hired a general manager. They never use the title. I don't know why, but it money. does, It do, yeah, probably money, um, but it does feel like Elliot Wolf is going to, at least up until the draft, is going to be the guy who is given the lead in the personnel department for the Patriots. So when when we say Elliot Wolf mm-hmm. and everyone, I think universally be like, oh, really turning that over? Look at the draft. Ugh. And by the way, Lance Erline of the NFL Network is going to join us at eleven thirty because I think that we both wanted to hear from him mm-hmm. for two reasons. Two reasons primarily. Number one is give us a perspective. This guy knows about the draft. Give us a perspective of how the Patriots have drafted this way. Why the perspective of it, the perception of it. And also, it's never too early to talk about this fix. How are they going to fix this? Who is the guy they should pick at number three? So he'll be on at 1130. 
But when we talk about Elliot Wolf, the universal reaction is a groan. Is that fair, Mike? Like, is that fair? Because once again, we're coming back to this sort of gray area. Well, who is making these picks? Who isn't making these picks? We think that Bill Belichick has the final say. He went on the Greg Hill show to mm-hmm. say, obviously, you can't do everything. There's just not enough time. Going right, back well, to the collaborative thing. Right. But, but if that's the case, and that was weird that he actually offered that information. But if that's the case, then then we should criticize the people who are currently there because they're the ones leading these players to Bill Belichick to have him sign off on the expense report. Right. You know? I, so what was your question about Wolf? The question is, should is this fair to say this guy stinks? No, it's not. Because I think that, and now you, you do, you look at the past drafts, and we, we played the Cole Strange cut earlier, and Taquan Thornton already looks like a bust, and you drafted a kicker before in an all-pro wide receiver, and, you know, all things of that nature. But I, I do still think that Bill Belichick did ultimately have final say. And, you know, whether... Elliot Wolf and um, Matt Groh brought a Chad Ryland to the table and said, well, this is where we rank this. And ultimately, Bill did have the final say. So maybe when they were at pick one something with the fourth round and they did take Ryland, we don't know if Elliot Wolf said, well, this is where we have Puka Nakua, but this is where we have Chad Ryland. And then Bill said, let's take the kicker because you know how Bill loves his special teams and Nick Folk is out the door and that whole thing. We don't know and we'll never know the answer to that question. But I do think that taking at least that final say away from Bill is a step forward in personnel because it's come out that the personnel department had Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown ranked ahead of Nikhil Harry. But Belichick went with his gut on um, having friends like Herm Edwards, who was the head coach at Arizona State at the time. He wanted, they wanted Nikhil Harry. And that it also came out too, and this is another thing where, oh, it's funny that the leaks are coming yeah. out now, but they had A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel in the building together on their visit. And they were having fun and goofing off, and they were on their visits together. And apparently they cracked a smile, and so that, that rubbed Bill the wrong way, and he went with Nikhil Harry, who was all business. So well, that- I do, I, oh, to answer your question, yeah. I'm okay with giving somebody else in the personnel department in-house a shot if it means Bill doesn't have the final say. 617-779-7937. We're talking about all things Patriots. Like we said, Lance Erline is going to be joining us at 1130 to talk about what happened to the Patriots' drafting strategy in the past and what their draft strategy will be in the future. We also have Bobby Belt coming on from 101. Five three the game in oh I'm sorry the, the fan. fan I was the game everyone's the game of the fan mm-hmm. but Dallas great station down in Dallas they are the Cowboys they have so much good content including the owner coming on all the time and uh, Bobby is the the Cowboys insider for them and he's going to come on at twelve forty give us the what's what and that you think he could get us Jerry probably <laughs> I mean there's there's a fifty percent chance he'll come on it seems like he comes on everywhere yeah uh, what a gift. In this in this city where we we can't get John Henry, we can't get we can't get Bob Kraft, we can't get Jonathan, Kraft, we can't get anybody. Wick Grousebeck comes on the Greg Hill Show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. But you know they're going good too. Oh, yeah. I remember when Wick Grousebeck used to call the Ted Sarandis show, saying, "Can you put me on?" And like, ah, no, we're good. <laughs> no, we're good. Yeah, nope. But hey, real quick before we get back to the calls, I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mike Cadillac, Joe Braverman behind the glass. Is 
with the defenders of the Patriots, and and I was saying this to you in the back room about how it used to be, how dare you never, never, ever, ever criticize anything Patriots. Nope. Ever. No. Ever. No, no. And they would say. They won six Super Bowls, Rob. I know. And even when they didn't, they'll win another one. Oh, Don't yeah. worry about it. But the the draft, when they would draft a guy, they would say, and it, and that guy was projected in the eighth round, the ninth round, the fifteenth round, and I understand there's no such thing. Yep. But when they were projected way down, they said, "No, no, listen, the Patriots know what they're doing because the Patriots have their way of viewing players." My problem with that, Mike, sure, is that's fine, but if if you're drafting a guy in the second round that you can get in the fifth round because everyone else, mm-hmm. much like we heard from the Rams guys talking about Cole Strain. That I don't care if you really like that guy. It's bad for business. Correct. When you, and this was the common theme with them. I know that you like the guy more than everybody else, but you can get him two rounds later. I know that you want a kicker, that you want to move on from Nick Falk, but you don't have to draft him in the fourth round. Right. Yep. And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104 maybe. <laughs> awesome. Well, so that's the thing. And Cole Strange now has a baked-in bad rap because he was the 29th overall pick. He could turn into a great, solid... 10-year ten 10-year ten guard for the Patriots. But now he's going to be compared to, oh, well, he was a first-round pick, and you could have got X, Y, and Z instead of him. So his ceiling is already, you know, it was raised that much more, and his floor was lowered, or I don't know how you want to look yeah. at it. But you get, you get my point. There's a lot of floor and ceiling stuff going on. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, seriously, though, like... It, they 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 backed him into a corner because oh, they drafted it's to- him twenty nine. It's, it's totally and so it's, Strange could turn out great, but he's not going to be as good as. Him, tell, else. I mean, do you agree with me? This is that was always the narrative. Like mm-hmm. that was the. Don't you dare say the Patriots made that pick earlier than they should have, right. because this isn't this this we shouldn't listen to the experts. We shouldn't listen to the other teams. Right. It's all it's about. So, it's awful. It's all it's, about what's it? Royce Wager or whatever the guy's no, name, the, the kicker. kicker. Yeah. You know, well, that's a different story. But no, no, it's but it's not because it's it's yeah. You like the guy? That's fine. Sign him as an unrestricted free right. agent. It's it's okay. Or sign someone else who has the same you know played in cold weather and also had a decent you know field goal percentage in college. Like and, and Chad Ryland, he could turn out to be a good kicker eventually too. I know he didn't have a great rookie year, and you, we can look at that. But he could still be pretty good. You probably could have got him three rounds later. But that's, that's where I think the concern about Wolf and Grow come in is that they're in the Belichick circle, and everyone on the outside says, "Go from the outside of the circle." But I don't we don't. Think they but, look at but here's Wolf a, and here's a problem, Joe. We don't know how much of the circle circle they're in. We don't know. We don't know if they're on the outskirts of the circle. We don't know if they're right in the middle of the right. circle. We don't know. We don't know any of this. We don't know how much they agreed. As Mike said, there has been things that have come out. Did they hell like Belichick did it this way and they wanted to do it that way? Well, we don't know. Right. And, and I think that ultimately, this is another thing before we, I'll get to you, Jeff, and Nashville in a second. But it goes, I'll use a Red Sox analogy again. When, when you had Sherrington, Lucchino, uh, the ownership group, Werner, Henry, all these. And then finally you said to Dave Dombrowski, Dave, you're going to you're going to be the one. You're making the decision. That's it. You're making the decision right. for better or for worse. And that was the absolute best thing they could do. To come back to the 2011 Red Sox, which I do want to offer some comparisons later in the show. We doing chicken and beer for lunch? We can. We can. I mean, one of the two. Yeah. If you like. All right. We do said so Joe, Joe. Yeah, you, Joe. 
What you want to go I don't down? I see issues with it. Favorite the, the, the Popeyes down at Kenmore close. Though, I know. So, um, but uh, but the thing was is that you had. I remember I, I said this on a, a podcast the other day about comparing the two and Francona and, mm. and how they did a 180-degree turn from Francona and, and comparing to the Patriots what they were going to do. And Zach Scott, who has been on the podcast, former Red Sox executive, uh, former Mets GM, really, really entertaining and insightful, but he ca- kind of came back and said, no, 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 no. That was the ownership forcing someone on us. That wasn't our decision. That wasn't the front office decision. That was the ownership de- forcing Bobby Valentine on us. Yep. So that's what I'm talking about, which is, okay, when you have, you're saying the ownership made that decision, the GM didn't make that decision, you need somebody, in this case for the Patriots, to say, this is who is going to make the decision. Even with Belichick, mm-hmm. we totally didn't understand what that dynamic was right and he kind of pulled that he pulled that final say off of him when he kept saying it's collaborative and we're going to be more collaborative and we're going to take a collaborative approach it's like okay but you still do have final say like it i find it hard to believe that i i just i don't like i don't like the the finger pointing like the finger pointing oh you know that you don't like the last five days well that that's the thing that's like you did have final say. He was the general manager. I don't care that, you know, you can't, if you can't do it all on your own, that he kept saying, you know, when he came on the Greg Hill show and said, well, I can't do it all on my own. You know, I rely heavily on, like, I get that, but maybe you shouldn't have the final say if you're not doing all the legwork on the, in the personnel well, department. Well, especially if you're not doing the legwork. Exactly. It's, it's, and that was always the baffling thing. Right. Who would disagree with what he said on the Greg Hill show? Of course he can't see all Bingo. these players. Yep. Who would disagree with that? But at the same time, what a terrible dynamic mm-hmm. that is right. when you don't see all of these guys, you don't intimately know, you're you're affected by somebody laughing on a visit. Right. What what a terrible terrible process that 100%. is. Yep, 100%. And well, I mean and when you do have guys like uh Scott Pioli and Nick Casario and even Dave Ziegler, Dave Ziegler for a time that you trust fully, that makes it that much easier. And that's why they had success for so long, even when Bill did have final say in the, the 2000s. And they did have some good drafts in there. And you obviously come out with, you know, guys like Rob Gronkowski and Devin McCourty and Richard Seymour and things like that. Like, they have drafted well in the past. It almost was like when Bill truly trusted that right-hand man. Maybe and whether that's uh, you know whether that's a new age approach to football that Grow and Elliot Wolf bring and Bill's like well I don't really know about that maybe that's why you know things kind of went south here but it's it the whole thing I don't know it's tough the whole thing was tough yeah I see everybody lined up I'm sorry to keep you on hold we've been ranting and raving uh-huh. and we got so much to talk about this is the Gretchen Fourier show I'm Rob Bradford Mike Cadillac right now Joe Braverman's going to trend selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, this is a Gresham Fourier show. I couldn't remember the tight end who was on there. Gresham Fourier. More importantly, we have the former Worcester State standout quarterback, Mike Cadillac. Howdy. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Uh, Our thoughts are with the memory of Martin Luther King, certainly. If anyone, honestly, if anyone wants to call in and talk about the impact of that, I'm all for it. Uh, Joe Braverman behind the glass. I'm Rob Bradford, 617-779-7937. In a couple of minutes, we're going to have Lance Erline of NFL.com on. And it's going to be great because I am interested to get the perspective of Florida outsider oh, yeah. about the Patriots draft. And also, this is the, the gift that keeps on giving. The, who are they going to pick at number three? Who should they pick at number three? I'm going to ask you that in a second. But sure. we've been hanging on with Jeff here for a while. Jeff in Nashville. What's going on, Jeff? Thanks for being patient. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. We've got an unexpected snow day here in the south, so it's uh, no problem. <laughs> really? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, we've got like five five inches so far. And that's a snow day? But, How um, cold is it? Well, listen, we don't have infrastructure here. I'm right. from Rhode Island originally, but so it's like 14 degrees, and we have no salt trucks, really. And so wow. you just kind of hunker down and light a fire. That's I always find good. that fascinating. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, first off, on Martin Luther King, I'll briefly say that um, it would be nice if we could return to the to the tone that that man set, which was decency and grace in the civil rights movement. We've gotten too far away from that. So hopefully we can return there as a society. But um, this thing is, it's crazy, man. It was, it was great to contend and and be in the playoffs every year, but this is uh, entertaining and fascinating on a totally different level. So, so I'm oddly enjoying this whole thing, but, but with Belichick, obviously it was a hard thing, but it was time for him to go. I mean, all relationships, especially unprecedented ones of the 24-year nature that we had, they grow stale. And if you look at 
what you were just talking about, losing Pioli, Dimitrov, Ireland, uh, Casario, uh, John Robinson, all these guys going away along with the success gave more and more sort of emboldenment to Bill to kind of do what he wants and get cute. So it was time to go, number one. And when you talk about what makes this a successful draft to me in offseason, it's just simply a return to normalcy. Everybody knows that the quarterback position under cost control in the NFL is the most valuable commodity there is. So if they don't do that in the first or second round, it's a failure. And with Bill, they may not have. So if they have a high grade on someone that's not in that top three, they want to take a chance on the second round, so be it. But to me, just not getting cute and not getting straight up weird the way Bill did in the last four or five years (laughs) is a win. And, and you make a good point, Jeff. I'll ask, oh, Jeff's gone, but I'll ask you this, Mike. As, as, as much of a no-brainer as this seems with a number three overall pick, and I'm not talking about no-brainer like that's the guy, but you, have, you know what you have to pick from. There is going to be – there would have been that sense of uneasiness with Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. Especially if there was a tackle in the mix. Yep. Or a or guard in the back. mix. Or who? Or trading back. Tra- tra- which – I know people don't want it, but at the same time, I'm with you. It, it depends on you know what you work with in free agency and who you do bring in as a GM and things like. I'll that. I'll say this: this yeah. is my two cents of about that about because I'm a draft expert. Everybody knows this. <laughs> so we have Lance coming up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we two of the most I I pre- him up there. two of the most preeminent draft experts are going to be going head to head in just a few <laughs> minutes. Um, normally. This team, as we say, like one of the most talentless teams you're going to find in the NFL mm-hmm. in terms of high-level talent, impactful talent. You would say dra- trade back. That's what you're going to get. You're going to restock yourself. Look at what the what the Bears did, so forth and so on. All of that said, I I appreciate what Jeff just said, which is the we all know that quarterback's the most important spot. And this is your avenue to get that quarterback. I don't want to hear if you feel like Caleb Williams or – Drake May is our head and shoulders above Penix or Bo Nix or one of these other guys. If you feel that way, mm-hmm. then pick that guy. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Pick him. 100%. It is the quarterback, as we know, it is the most important position in football. If you have number three, right now you you have the number three pick. The two top candidates, and now, interestingly enough, and I think it's going to happen, but Caleb Williams has yet to declare for the NFL draft. Yeah. And that deadline is today. Ooh, yeah, fascinating. I think he's going to come. I think it's he might have just been you know playing out the string for for God knows what reason. But uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, one and two, you have three. If as a front office collaboratively in lockstep, you look at this and you say, "I love lockstep." One of those two guys needs to be our guy. You need to do everything you can to trade up to the one of the two pick to go get that guy. You can't sit at three and wait for Jaden Daniels if you don't think he's the guy. You need to get who you want because it is the most important position in football. Do you think that the Patriots, the the Patriots, um, uh, I guess comparison for the Red Sox full throttle will be lockstep? You know how everyone's saying they're giving the Red yeah. Sox crap for the full throttle. Yeah. Oh, lockstep. not lockstep. Oh no, no, no yeah. we're in lockstep. Yeah. We're in lock. Oh, are you? Are you? No. Yeah. No, are you? Yeah. I. Uh, 
They need they need to be. They need like, to they be. They need to be. And if they if they aren't, it's a disservice to not only the fans but the franchise that they love so much. Like Robert talked about it last week when we were down there on Wednesday. He's like, I remember being and sitting on those metal benches as a fan. Oh, I, I, I don't want to hear about the metal benches. Okay, anymore. but like if no, we no, we, you know what? We're going to talk about the metal benches. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stand. No, no, here's the thing. I don't mind. I could talk about the metal benches all day long. <laughs> I don't want to hear Rob, about Robert Kraft sitting on the metal benches. So, but but it's a, why not? Because, this because is, it's a this good is, comparison. Because it's become a cliche. This is, this is the problem. But we can hold him to that. Like, he says he was a fan, and he says he cares so much about this team, and he says that he wants to do what's best for the team. So when they do make you know, ding-dong decisions, and they don't, you know, get a GM in here, we can hold his feet to the fire and say, well, you want it to be, or you wanted it to be great for the fans here, but you're not doing X, Y, Okay, well, if if Robert Kraft was still the metal bench guy, mm-hmm. okay, then you would have, there wouldn't be any room for interpretation when it comes to spending money, when it comes to going out and getting talent, when it comes to saying to Bill Belichick, even three years ago, we got to go out and get high, higher level talent. Mm-hmm. We I, like I understand like the one the one thing that we do know in this decision making process is that we can say Bill Belichick had the final say. Ultimately, the guy who pays Bill Belichick has the final say. I'm sorry, that's always how it is. Right. So, all right, let's go to the Harbor One Hotline. Lance Irline's with us. Lance, NFL.com. Lance down in Houston. How you doing? How's everything going? Happy I'm New Year. Good. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Oh man, we're so glad you're on. I'm Rob Bradford along with Mike Cadlick, beat writer for the WI.com for the Patriots. I don't know if you know this. Uh the Patriots don't uh don't have Bill Belichick anymore. And so there's <laughs> yeah. a million Lance, there's a million different ways that we can go with this. But one of the reasons we want to have you on is because you know so much about the draft, not only the draft coming up, but the draft drafts that we've already had. So the first question oh. that I have, Lance, is from your view of how the Patriots have drafted, and yes, Chad Ryland was probably not a good pick in the fourth round, but from your view, what is your perspective of how they have gone about things in recent years? Yeah, I'm glad you're asking me the question because it's something that I've, I've had conversations with <clears throat> with NFL people over the years. We've discussed this, and you know, there's been a general, generally there has been, and you guys you know, know this better than anybody, We've gone through a metamorphosis of, of of Bill Belichick, the genius, to Bill Belichick, the fearless, you know, drafter. To Bill Belichick doesn't care if he has to cut somebody after one year or two years if he drafts them in the second round. To Bill, this team is starting to, you know, be too heavily focused on Tom Brady. To literally the, you know, you you just understand once you study these things like I do, and it's been going on for a while. Bill Belichick's hurting a team with the way that he drafted philosophically, I think. And I think the idea that you were always – you had no idea what direction the the, the Patriots were, were going to go. It was kitschy and fun for a while, but then it got to be where it was hurting the team uh, because it was just too far out of left field. And I think, you know, I think it's it's like Logan Mankins. I remember that being a great – it was a great pick. Bill Belichick, you studied what Bill Belichick did, and it was always going to be you're going to draft an inside linebacker potentially in the first. You'll draft – offensive linemen, defensive linemen. I mean, that's how the game was won. Bill Belichick was ahead of the game in that regard. Always did a really good job with secondary drafts and understanding that. But I think somewhere along the line, he, he you know, the Landon Roberts and, and, and Bentley's, you know, the 250-pound bangers in the middle. That's not how football's played now. 
pediatric-wise and the long-limbed, kind of heavy-footed edge rushers who are more power-based than they are, you know, skill and bend. You look at Nick Saban, Nick used to be that model at Alabama, but Nick changed, and he started getting, you know, he started really putting more of an emphasis on speed because he saw that's where his game was going. And I think it's an interesting, I think looking at how Nick Saban built and then started changing the way he recruited at Alabama is in interesting context because I don't think Bill Belichick did the same thing. I think he he got too stuck in the way that he did things. And then the bottom line was the evaluations just weren't good enough. I mean, the first three rounds, I think not having a good feel for the value of some players is, is one thing, but ultimately not evaluating properly was just a killer for the Patriots. You just can't do that. So, so yeah, I, I think Belichick and, and the way that it went down um, with the Patriots, you can point directly to a complete a complete failing in the uh, evaluation side and the personnel side from the draft. So you look at that then, and we're joined here by Lance Erline, NFL Network draft analyst. Um, Belichick seemingly now the scapegoat. Um, not only they move on from him as head coach because he was running the personnel department. <clears throat> so now it, right. it are, it's looking like Dave uh, – Matt Groh and uh, Elliot Wolf are now going to essentially head up this personnel department, and they the final say will turn to them. That's the reporting over the last couple of days. Are the Crafts right. already making a mistake here in not doing an external search for a general manager and trying to find this you know new age approach to their front office, or do you think getting rid of Belichick as the final say man is going to be you know good enough here for uh, for the future of their drafting? I think it might be good enough. I mean, look, I, I'm in Houston and we watch a disaster of Bill. Of, of Bill O'Brien trying to run the Bill Belichick model here where he, he basically usurped the entire power and was an abject disaster as a personnel man, had no idea what he was doing. I think the first thing you need to do is let the GMs be the GM and the head coach be the head coach. And, and obviously, D'Amico Ryans has been an incredible head coach and, and helped turn everything around here in Houston. Of course, you got the quarterback you needed. But Nick Casario has gone from being on the hot seat with some of his drafts to – you know, looking like the potential, uh, uh, you know, GM uh, executive of the year. I think there's a really good chance he could win that award, not just with the drafts, which, you know, frankly are not the hardest thing in the world to draft two and three and, and come out on top. But Tank Dell and some of the other moves he's made have been very good. But they have a – there is a, a clear separation between the head coach and the general manager. I think Elliot Wolf is somebody who I like a lot. I think Elliot is extremely sharp. I've spoken with him in the past. Obviously, Ron Wolf's son. He's he's gone through the he's gone through the Green Bay way, but he also has learned a lot from Belichick. But he doesn't think just necessarily the same as as Bill Belichick. So I I would I still would look outside the organization. Um, I think Elliot is okay being you know looking at him as an outside the organization guy because of where he spent most of his years in Green Bay. I think that helps. Uh, having Gerard Mayo in place, you know, it feels like an extension of the Patriot way, which I don't know. You guys tell me, is that a good thing? Are you, are you okay with, with an extension of the Patriot way, or do you want to kind of hit reset on that whole 20 plus year process? Well, I think Lance, it's it, it, for me, it comes back to, it's not even the most important thing. The most important thing is who's picking the players and what, however yeah, that it happens, it, 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 because they're, as you know, the talent level on this team especially in terms of impactful town is, is so low right now. Um, so, I mean, that would be my answer. Similar, similar to Lance, you're thinking on the, the general manager position. I think that it would have made sense to, you know, look outside the building for a, a head coach hire, but I'm also comfortable 
with Mayo because he's been here. And while he will, you know, sort of have his his own spin on the Patriot way, he does have an, a new age approach of looking at it. He he played the game like you mentioned Ryan's did, so he can relate to the players a little bit more. So I I don't hate yeah. it, but I'm with Rob where I think the, the the main the main problem here is is personnel. Well, yeah, there's too much genius, you know. I think the, the I think it looked like Bell was just too was, you know, it it just clearly there wasn't enough voices and inputs that were being taken because the drafts were so out of left field so many times. And and I do think right now, from a personnel standpoint, you're right. It is atrocious watching this this offense. I mean, they have nothing. They just they don't have guys that are explosive. The team speed is bad never been good at wide receiver that's always been a challenge obviously um and after Gronk you know the tight end position has been I won't even say hit or miss it's been somewhat disappointing with the way that it's been drafted you know you go out there in the free agent market and try to tighten it up that way but there's a lot of work to be done from an explosive from an explosive standpoint I think you know but I also think playing the games that you play with running backs over the years I don't think it's a good idea I think if you're going to be a bell cow team, then find your bell cow and stick with them. And this should not be a rotating, you know, where three guys are fighting for carries and you never know what's going to happen. I don't think that's a good idea. Rondre Stevenson is a talented runner. I think I think they've had some runners that you could have really locked down, locked into, and and taken, you know, and become a better running team. Frankly, and taken more pressure off your quarterback, but. The quarterback's not in place there. This is a year where you have some pretty decent quarterbacks. I'll tell you the guy that I watched yesterday and wrote up that I was really impressed with was Bo Nix. And I'll just tell you straight up, I you know, I saw him at Auburn thought he stunk. And I've just kind of been biased against him. But I, I never like watching tape mm-hmm. until the end of the year so I can avoid a bias. I know he had a great year. I watched you know college football. But when I dug in on the tape, I was really impressed with what Bo Nix did. And I know that Jaden Daniels is going to be the hot name everyone likes, and maybe Michael Penix. Um, of course, you have Caleb May, and I mean, Caleb Williams and Drake May are the two names that, you know, have been kind of default at the top, but they didn't play good football this year. Those two guys didn't play their best football, and, and I saw a guy with physical tools who played his best football and Bo Nix. So I think it's a, going to be a pretty good quarterback year from a choice standpoint. But if you're the Patriots, you can't afford uh, you can't afford to get this one wrong. And and you know, from a personnel standpoint, it is a concern because you're getting close to the point where you just start you start clearing contracts off the books and just hitting reset. Maybe you're there now. I know t- fans don't want to do it, but you can come back quicker from it than people think. Well, Lance Erline, Harbor One Hotline with us. And Lance, the last thing I'll just ask you is along those lines what you're just talking about. Lance Erline is the, the GM of the Patriots. You have final say. Uh-huh. And and the and we were just talking it's about, about time. this. I've been waiting for this. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> be, be careful what you wish for, my friend. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, we were talking about this, is that we, we've seen examples of teams trading down in that position, and especially where you have so little talent, you need to replenish. It makes a lot of sense. Yet, at the same time, the quarterback's the most important position. If you really have this opportunity to find that guy here, then maybe that's the route you go. For you, and it seems like I'm trending toward knowing the answer after your Bo Nix analysis. For you, at that number three pick, what are you doing? Well, so I am, uh, number one, I have not written up Caleb and Drake May yet, so I got to get through all their tape, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean heavily heavily on what I saw last year. 
I'm just telling you, knowing what I know about the Patriots roster, um, I'm trading out of the pick. I got to get more picks. I've got to I've got to get faster. I need more impactful linebackers. My rush has to get home more. I need some guys from an offensive line standpoint that that I think can play in, in tandem and play in unison. And then we're going to go find some speed on offense. I mean, we need to upgrade the roster into a modern day roster, and I think that's the only way you're going to be able to do that is with draft picks. So um, I do think that you can make swift changes and swift improvements, but I don't think the third pick of the draft is going to fix anything. I, I need more picks because that roster is, as you guys know, it's a problem. So yeah, I'm I'm probably moving out of that roster spot, moving out of that draft spot if the uh, if the trade is good enough, but that doesn't mean I'm not still looking at, you know, I don't want to trade all the way back to, to 12 or 13. I still want to stay inside the top seven or eight picks. And so right now, like you said, you haven't written up Caleb Williams or, or Drake May, right. but right now uh-huh. sort of the second tier, say that, say that those two, you don't, you don't want to prioritize those. You want to draft down right now. Bo Nix would be, you would be okay with saying Bo yeah. Nix, you're our guy. You're our quarterback of the future. Yeah, much better than yeah, I would much better than JJ McCarthy. Um, Michael Penix has too many injury issues. Jaden Daniels, you know, I've still got to take a closer look at him. But yeah, Bo Nix from a size standpoint, arm talent standpoint, he's tough. He's shown um, he's shown a lot of improvement. He takes care of the ball in the red zone. Twenty-seven touchdowns, no interceptions in the red zone this year. It's forty to three or forty-seven to three over the last two years. Yeah, I think I, I would I would be okay with trading back and then taking a look at a, a Bo Nix. But this is why it's so important to have good evaluators because once you know the board well and then once you get a feel outside the building, and this is where Elliot Wolf's going to help, I don't think Bill Belichick cared what was being said outside the building. I know he doesn't. Well, you need to know what's said outside the building so that you know where guys are going to go so you have a better idea of how to finesse the draft so you get the guys in places that make the most sense. You can't just fire away at your own board and not care what everyone else is doing. You need to have an idea of where players are going to go so that you can craft a draft strategy. And I think this idea of being oblivious to the rest of the league and you don't care because we're going to do what we do, I mean, that's, that's fine in theory, but you do need to have an understanding of what other teams may do because it allows you to play the game. And playing the game on draft day is important. Oh, I am so glad you said that. I mean, what, what you just, <laughs> what you just talking about? That's ex- oh, it, it's so important and, and so r- spot on when it comes to what really has killed this this team. Lance, quickly before we let you go, I just want to, I, I want one more thought on um, the top of the draft board because we mentioned Patriots have the third pick. You look at Caleb, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, and uh, Drake May at one and two. If those guys aren't available, right. I know you still you, you said you still have to dig in on those guys, but you mentioned yeah. speed at the wide receiver position, you know, getting a top tier pass catcher for whoever the quarterback is. Would you look at Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. at number three, or would you trade back to get more assets? No, I would I would absolutely take a look at him. I think okay. he's a, a game breaker, but I'll I'll be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> Malik Neighbors from LSU is a terrific yeah. talent as well. Really, really talented. You get him at a discount, maybe not much of a discount. I think he's a top ten pick. Roma Dunze is from Washington, is another really good wide receiver who's also a ball winner. He's very, very physical, which is something I really um, like. And he's not a, you know, he's not a Nikhil Harry guy. He's a guy that can actually create some separation. But yeah, Harrison's got a chance to be, I think he's got a chance to be pretty special. I'd look at it, but to be honest with you, I think it's a great question because one wide receiver isn't going to change your fortunes. And that's, I would consider it, but that's the, 
that's the thing is you want another quarterback to get hot so that you can move back if possible. And listen, somebody may really covet um, offensive tackle at three. They may covet Marvin Harrison at three. And this is going to be a very good edge rush draft as well in the first round. So um, while I like Marvin Harrison a lot, while I'd absolutely consider the pick, I just think – you know, you're not a receiver away. You're you're building up the infrastructure away, and that takes picks. It's not fun for fans to hear, but it's also a lot more fun being in the playoffs than it is not being in the playoffs. Lance, thanks so much, man. That's something I, you guys know too much about over the last. No, no, we listen. You're you're, you're, you're scratching you're, all of it. You're scratching right where we itch. We appreciate <laughs> it, and Lance, I hope you're having a great new year, and uh, we look forward to all your coverage at NFL.com, NFL Network, all of it. So keep up the good work, and we thanks, appreciate guys. you joining us. Thanks, Lance. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, the great Lancer. He was excellent. We're going to pick through that a little bit, but we're way behind. We're going to take a break. 617-779-7937 if you want to react to Lance's take. Anything that's said, we'll get more to the million, million different avenues that we can take with this Patriot situation. Be back right after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, this is the Gresham Fourier Show. I'm Rob Bradford, along with Mike Cadillac, Joe Braverman behind the glass. I'm going to ask each of you your takeaways from that Lance Herline interview before we go to another break. But, uh, Mike, yep. takeaways. All thoughts. right. Um, they need a lot more talent. And I know we know that, but it was, it was um, I guess, good to hear someone outside of the New England bubble to say it. It's like, okay, yes, sure. Would Jaden Daniels at number three be great to be the quarterback of the future? Yes. Would Marvin Harrison be great to be the wide receiver of the future? Big, uh, big fan of baseball isn't boring. Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, That's huge! Listen, yeah, the T-shirts, it's bingo. The T-shirt. I, I, I am a big Marvin Harrison Jr. fan. Mm-hmm. You know why? Not only because he wears the baseballs and boring shirt, but because when I talk to him, he seems like a fun guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it, I, I would love him here. Yeah. I would love Jaden Daniels here. If they can get their hands on Drake May, Caleb Williams, I would obviously love that. But. What Lance said about the the depleted roster of talent, where if somebody wants to trade up for Marvin Harrison or Joe Alt or an edge rusher, that should probably be your top priority, is to 
grab more picks, move back a few spots, grab an extra first for next year, grab another player, and really rebuild this thing from the ground up. And don't just get hooked on the nice, shiny new toy. People do not want Bo Nix. No. no. People do not want people. I, I do trust Lance's eye for the game. But I don't think I want Bo Nix. He said it himself. He stunk at Auburn. He did stink at Auburn. He went to Oregon, played in a great system under Dan Lanning. But I, I just don't know how his game translates to the NFL. All right, well, real quick, Joe, what do you got? I was surprised to say that he would uh, trade out of that top three pick. I think this year's top five with Caleb Williams, May, Harrison, uh, Daniels, and whoever that fifth might be, I think that's too valuable to trade out of. I think you can build talent uh, if you trade into more picks in the first round, second round, so on. Yeah. I say hold on to number three. All right. All right. There you go. So you can catch the Lance Erline interview. It's going to be on WI.com, the Odyssey app, all those places that you can find such things. But he was excellent. I, I'm really glad you had him. we had him on. We're going to have on Dallas Cowboy Insider on at 1240 um, to talk about that dynamic, which we'll get to a little bit, I think, after the break because this is, like I said, this is – Mike, man, in so many ways we can go off of this yep. this Patriots stuff. And spinning it forward to Bill Belichick, all I can think about with Bill Belichick right now is him sipping his orange juice, feeling really <laughs> good feeling really good about the situation. Yep. Sure, you know, he would like to win another Super Bowl with the Patriots, but he's like, not gonna happen. Nope. And I'm gonna go somewhere else where it's gonna happen. I'm not gonna catch the crap that I got here. I'm not gonna have one of the uh owners who hates me. I'm not going to have any of that. I'm going to have this brand new world with a lot of money. It's going to be fantastic. In Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, <laughs> In Texas. Dallas, Texas. But we'll see. All right, 617-779-7937. We'll talk about that right after this. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.